0: Hello 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 welcome to this new edition of mind podcast i am adit kapadia and yes we're back like i promised after our bonanza podcast that's why we took a week off it was a 2 hour podcast we gave you a lot of content to chew on but we are back with our usual weekly podcast weekly roundup uh, talking about issues and things that are bother that are going to uh, things that matter things that bother you all of it And together with me to kick things off in sort of a new season after elections is my old compadre, Pramod Kumar Burawalli. How are you, Pramod?
1: Jai Ma Kali.
0: (laughs) <laughs> He's, Pramod, Pramod is uh, going to be an expert on our Bengal politics, it seems like, after um, uh, after the hublubu is over. But right now, what we are discussing on, and I know a lot of you have written to us to talk about the Modi cabinet first. So we'll talk about the cabinet, then we're going to go um, to the Modi government and then the issues that have taken place in the world, in India and stuff like that. So let me kick things off by saying the biggest two biggest... Moves in the top four, so to speak, in the move the cabinet was Nirmala Sitaraman being the finance minister of uh, Modi 2.0. Of uh, after Arun Jaitley said that he is because of his health issues, he cannot continue as the finance minister. And Dr. S. Shankar, the previous the Foreign Secretary of India, who had been the ambassador to India and US, being sort of a lateral entry as the external affairs minister. Actually, I you know, I ha- was talking with a friend a few days before and I mentioned that my outside child, if I was Modi, would be uh, Dr. S. Jai Shankar. And so looks like Prime Minister Modi and I for once were on the same page. So Pramod, what do you make of these two big changes and the other changes? Amit Shah, of course, becoming the home minister, the huge, uh, the, the third huge, Change in the top four?
1: Well, he has uh, made sure that the new Council Adit, uh, hmm. of Ministers hmm. mirrors the priorities that he has already set uh, for this term hmm. and rewards performance hmm. in one uh, succinct way of putting it. Uh, at the same time, he has uh, made sure that the PMO will be the driving force, and with the party president hmm. Amit Shah being inducted into the cabinet, hmm. the concentration of power is now actually firmly with the government.
0: And probably Amit Shah is one of the most powerful party presidents in Indian politics for a long time. At least in the last 20-30 years, I have not seen a party president so powerful as him.
1: Correct. And and that gives the ability for the party president to also understand the day-to-day reality of the security situation. Correct. So, when you are a politician and you are a, a, a in charge of a party that whose cadre gets really slaughtered the mm. the most mm. you know you've never seen in the independent history Indian history mm. the number of crime uh, saveverss and bjP karrekatas that are getting hacked even after election mm. just uh, uh, the past two days there are uh, three murders already in uh, bengal mm. couple of them in uh, Telangana wherever the bjP has made firm inroads at the cost of a local uh, regional party or the congress or the mm. communists the fate of the karyakarta is the same so
0: I have to having make a short plug stuff. because you said Telangana. Yeah. If you have not, please go on to the Mindmaker's YouTube page and listen to Suresh Pochatil, Mindmaker's columnist interview, the giant killer from Telangana, F- 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 Meso, uh, BJP MP Erwin Dharmapuri, has or MP-elect right now. He hasn't been sworn in as an MP, but he defeated K. Kavita of the TRS and he's written about what it took to join BJP and defeating her in Nizamabad and all. So I just had to do a plug. Sorry, Pramod. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: It is a reaffirmation that the reality of the day to day security situation, considering how much BJP has made inroads in this election into either to unknown areas, especially West Bengal, at least Telangana, traditionally for the past 15 to 20 years, has had a captive vote back. Now is the first time they've got four seats, and that reflects into uh, the general mood of the public, but mm-hmm. like I said, like we go back to the nominations, you know, of course, uh, you know, being uh, number two, he was uh, made the party president in 2014, despite the reservation in some quarter, mm-hmm. especially within the Sangha and the BJP, that uh, the prime minister and the party chief should not be from the same state, but Amit Shah was made the party president in 2014, and he has had spectacular success. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now with him, uh, you know, trying to make the right moves, especially with the delimitation and the redrawing of constituencies in Kashmir, this is going to be the most dynamic duo of prime minister and. Number two, Home Minister. No, but I also but can tell he...
0: you, even if even if Amit yeah. Shah were not to co- continue in a third term as a party president, I think it would be very inc- it would be incumbent on the BJP to ensure if that Amit Shah at least continues till 2021 or 2022 UP because 2021 is when West Bengal votes, and it's very critical that Amit Shah is involved in the ticket distribution and everything because uh, BJP would want to, if not repeat, better their numbers from 2019 in Bengal. It has
1: to be seen because party constituent, uh, constitution has to be rewritten. There has never been a party president repeating themselves for more than two terms, two successive terms. And these are extremely successful terms for yeah. BJP to deny that, that kind of uh, no, but I don't think possibility to. Yeah, I term. don't
0: think he'll be in that issue, no, Pramod. I think because uh, I don't think his second term ends before that. But that we'll have to see. Those are like specifics and semantics that we'll have to see.
1: Hmm. So and he has had a brilliant run, so no question about it. Then hmm. moving on to Nirmala to Raman, she is obviously very well qualified. She was the Ministry of uh, she was in the Ministry of Commerce and uh, Corporate Affairs. Uh, then uh, of course she took on Defence, and now Defence has passed on to Mr. Rajnath Singh, who is doing an excellent job. Uh, he will re, uh, of course officially retain the number two status in the seniority list as well. Hmm. But um, the induction of Jai Shankar is the masterstroke hmm. because. Um, There was a speculation that because of health issues and it's a very strenuous job traveling Mm. uh, so much uh, outside of India Mm. uh, and with uh, Shritwar Swaraj going out, it's a very bold move to show up India's global profile. And Jai Shankar comes with excellent uh, relationships, especially with Japan, with the US,
0: with European Union which are extremely important in uh, considering how tough uh, Trump has been in trade negotiations. I was just about to say that. So when it comes to negotiating trade, now you're going to have a very sort of a consortium between a a diplomat leading an external affairs ministry, a commerce ministry led now by Piyush Goyal, who who has that in addition to railway, and a finance ministry led by Nirmala Sitaraman. So it's a completely new team. The average age has significantly gone down. Uh, compared to others, I mean, not significantly. It's gone down by a bit, but it is certainly infusion of fresh blood. The Cabinet Committee of Security, um, which is the CCS or the you know the most crucial decision-making body, has, except for Modi and Rajanath Singh from the first term, it's all changed. I mean, I know Nirmalaji was a part as a defense minister, it but it's all also- changed now. Yes, yeah, but performance
1: and familiarity is also rewarded. Now, if you look at Nitin Gadkari, go Goel, Narmendra Pradhan. Or even Ajit Dohan no, for no, no, no.
0: that matter, who has been now given a cabinet minister vote. So, it's yeah, almost no, no, like no, no, a powerful, more no. powerful NSA position.
1: So, I'll tell you, Pradhan was the minister of uh, steel. Hmm. steel uh, now, now he is uh, in steel and also petroleum and natural gas. As you know, this ministry, steel ministry, is to Odisha, what railways have been to Bihar. Even we remember mm. a short stint of, uh, in Atal Bihari was by government. Navin Patnaik was the petroleum and natural gas minister because most of the reserves are there. Mm. Right? Mm. So, and, and uh, such a masterstroke. The Ujwala scheme run by the petroleum, petroleum ministry under Pradhan mm. was the biggest vote catcher post election analysis for the BJP in the Lo- recent Lok Sabha in that belt. That, really Udissa, Jarka, that whole belt are mm. there. So, mm. it's a very smart mm. political and a very well-aligned move. Uh-huh. Obviously, another thing that I'm impressed with is Piyush uh, Goel. He's done excellent work in railway, uh-huh. uh, and then now he has gotten commerce and industry, which was uh, what Suresh Prabhu had. Uh-huh. So that's a very good. Uh, it's sad to, to see to, Suresh yeah.
0: Prabhu being left out, though I must say. And obviously, since Jay Panda did not win his seat, I was I was I was disappointed to see him not being a co- in, included in the ministers list of ministers too, but maybe that will happen with the list of, ex- with the expansion.
1: We don't know these things. See, you know, there is an uh, opening coming up in the BRICS bank. Suresh mm. Prabhu is very well qualified for that because Dr. Swami has said no. There are uh, speculations why Rajiv Varadhan Singh Raford was not given, but then when I contacted my forces with the Sangha, they are saying that he's primed and being prepared for a greater role in Rajasthan state politics. Mm. Jay Fanda similarly can be really groomed into a state uh, leader because
0: of his uh, roots in Kendra and a very large part. Of, uh, uh, so, so, so uh, yes, sir. just, just yes, sir. Nah, so hold that thought for a second and I'm th- I think I'm going to expand on that. Just hold that yeah some very crucial um, uh, crucial appointments and talking about states, so in uh, i would say team modi from gujarat is also here with amit bhai Purshatam rupala who is a very very considered very close to narendra modi and mansukh mandaviya both giving very critical moss another big replacement is a minister of agriculture which narendra singh tomar got and is tomar uh again radhamon singh did not do a good job in modi 1.0 so that has been realized and a ministry of agriculture has been reconstituted been given to a different minister with very strong MOSs there and same for uh, other state ministers state leaders that have been accommodated as mos the allies keep their ministries respective ministries and all so there are no huge surprises but i think all in all it's been a good appointment and i i did not see any criticism for that matter Uh, about the BJP's list, cabinet list?
1: Where will the criticism come from? They are all dumb right now, completely silenced with this victory. Nobody Mm. knows what to say, when to say. Mahajat has been gutted down the road. (laughs) Um, Rahul Baba has resigned, but uh, I don't know if he has seriously resigned or he was joking. Um, Then he goes to Kerala and uh, he starts making the same speeches that endears him to the BJP crowd. So we, what what kind of opposition <laughs> exists to say anything? <laughs> I, th- I think you, you know? nailed
0: it that he makes the same speeches that endears him to the BJP crowd.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is the biggest ally. If he stays on, hmm. whether he remains as the Congress President or not, hmm. he is their biggest ally. As Absolutely. long as he is there, they will win.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, So, so that is that is the cabinet, and I think uh, nirmala sitaraman is a good choice as a finance minister. She coming from an economic background, seen very seen to seen very close to Arun Jaitley, so can work very closely with it. Maybe Mr. Jaitley can be accommodated as an advisor to this government. Let's not forget he had a very difficult five years to negotiate with the NPA crisis, the banks issues, and many many other things going on. Uh, and he's acquitted himself quite well. And uh, it's kind of, I mean, I, mean, I hope Narendra Modi once Mr. Jaitley's, uh, uh, you know, uh, up and running, sort of finds a role. And, you know, another thing I wanted to mention, which I thought was very interesting, uh, Mr. Jaitley left his ministerial bungalow and gave up all his perks because he was no longer a minister. Maybe that's a, a, a sort of a sign to all those Congress ministers who are not living and had to be forcibly vacated from their houses. <coughs> <office. laughs> Ki, yeah. This is how you yeah. is no, very good. Place. But but, but Nirmala Sitaraman's Sita challenges
1: are uh, really going to pile up hmm. because the growth rate has now, now slowed down since the elections are over. Hmm. I'd like to talk about the uh, the challenge that she has, which is to turn the investment cycle around, which is obviously the first priority, not in, not just in July budget, but also in the next two hmm. uh, through the second term, where he can. Claim that the government uh, has taken the economy back to the medium rate, uh, rate of growth, which is about 7.5 a- average, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and by 2021, they have to get it to about uh, 8%, which would, of course, be a bonus. See, you know, uh, the challenges are, are obviously going to be there, but at the same time, mm. what I, I really like about this ministry is they constituted two uh, cabinet committees, mm. which are essentially one which uh, talks about financial affairs hmm. and the other one is only geared towards job creation. Hmm. You know, all the ministries that can uh, spur government spending hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, obviously the finance ministry has been talking about a venture capital fund that the government of India itself. This has never happened before we if if have uh, been heard. There is obviously an Emirati sovereign fund, there is a Saudi sovereign fund, there is a Chinese sovereign fund. Yeah. But have you ever heard of an Indian sovereign fund? No. Which
0: no, and then what you said, these sovereign funds are very controlled very closely from the top. But this has almost been established correct. on a cabinet level and not like one family controlling yeah. it. Which is the case in Saudi correct. and uh, Emirati definitely. What? This is 2019 would be
1: Sita Raman's Victor Hugo movement. <laughs> time for ideas whose so time had long come. Yeah. There is no now... Uh, political opposition completely pulverized so i am looking forward to her delivering a very solid all-inclusive uh, uh, budget because you, you only remember four dream budgets so far. Okay. But, but
0: I'll tell you, you this I, 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 sorry, yeah. before you go into that, I'll tell you this, and I'm willing to pull out my neck here. This budget is not going to be a, this budget is probably going to be one of the boldest budgets you're going to see in Narendra Modi government, because he's going to spell out, Nirm- and Nirm- Nirmala is going to spell out the five, next five years through one budget.
1: Correct. And this is the opportunity for them to make that budget remembered for a foreseeable future like Manmohan Singh's 91 reform, uh, Siddhambharan's 97 dream tax, uh, and then Arun Jaitley also for 2018. So, uh, like that, if the uh, third forte, which is uh, Ramans uh, obviously, she was made the Commerce Minister and it has been, uh, India has been on pressure from uh, front to foe, uh, left, right and center. Mm. So, how do you negotiate very subtly uh, and make sure that our uh, industry does not take a hit? It's going to be a very good challenge. I'm pretty sure she has the backing of the
0: Prime Minister. And it helps. And help. ha, lastly, before we wrap up this segment, there is another ministry that was the Jalyuk Ministry or something, where it is going to be focusing on the water industry stuff. Jal Shakti. Jal Shakti. I'm yeah. sorry, not Jalyuk. Jalyuk Shibir to Devendra Fadna is Jal Shakti Ministry. So, that sorry. is also interesting. So, you saw some innovation on that sector too. So, I think the, um, uh, the jury still. Wait, I'll tell you. S- sorry?
1: Ah, just give me one minute. I'll tell you is the interesting part of Ministry of Jal Sakhi. Please. Okay? please. Ah. It was formerly Water Resources, River Development, Namami Gange in three different ministries merged into one. Hmm. And it is the effect body not just for resolution of existing uh, uh, disputes. But also to completely revitalize
0: the rivers and do the... Remember last time I was very critical that they did not connect the rivers. This is what they will do. This is what they will do. On 23rd May, I said that watch out for the Modi Cabinet 2.0. He will not be risk averse. He is going to take the risk and he has started. And I think we are going to have more surprises in store. And my podcast will... Yet continue covering it, and you will have the best analysis on mind makers. But moving a little forward, and um, the last part I'm gonna, uh, I think, well, let's discuss Modi's trip to Sri Lanka and Maldives because it's an extension of what he did during the inauguration. He called the BIMSTEC leaders there. Um, India is definitely looking at the neighborhood first policy. Ramaharita Pusarla has a brilliant piece analyzing this, and we have another piece by Rajnish Sinha talking about Modi foreign policy. So, both pieces I think you should read on this. Uh, what is significant is Maldives and Sri Lanka both had a Chinese influence, uh, increasing Chinese influence. But both had had regime changes. With both regimes, seem to be not as unfavorable to India as the previous regimes was were. So and Modi's uh, Prime Minister Modi's, you know, uh, plunged headlong into it and has taken it taken the bull by the horn, so to speak. So it's a very significant visit, right? Pramod, what would you say? Well, look
1: East is now look uh, everywhere because <laughs> look East was yeah, Because hmm. when you look at the Eastern uh, Rim that affects India, they are all Buddhist countries and they have had historical, social, cultural and uh, trade ties with uh, India. Hmm. Now, with this stake gathering, the stake will be your early approach towards the Indian Ocean region, hmm. which has its own uh, leverage because No matter how many countries you look out of the 190 countries that are United Nations recognized, there are about 20 countries who always side with India because of their Buddhist uh, Mm. uh, uh, lineage and uh, history. But if you want to expand on it, there is a natural constituency in the Indian Ocean region, Mm. especially the small island nations of uh, uh, Marshall Islands, your uh, Tahiti, all of these islands that abut Australia, they are all independent countries are they? for God's sake. Mm. Small little countries, but they have one vote. It's very important. Yeah. So, uh, with that kind of outreach uh, and the kind of uh, uh, resting of Chinese and Pakistani control that uh, uh, Modi played in the last year, mm. last one year, mm. especially in Maldives and Sri Lanka, was a spectacular foreign policy achievement. I thought Sri Lanka had fallen prey to the one belt, one road, the, the uh, string of pearls uh, yeah. strategy yeah. of China, but uh, India did a spectacular job. In fact, we were warning the Sri Lankans about the impending terrorist attack even a day before it happened, mm-hmm. and they did not pay attention, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, uh, I I am very, uh, upbeat, that, and also, if you remember, he invited the president of Kyrgyzstan as a special invitee for, That's the right. wearing in
0: And remember? that takes, the Central Asia policy forward, you know, where you have India's close relations with Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, all of them. Correct. And, uh, those areas are
1: energy rich. Hmm. They still have a very respectful, and, uh, fond feeling about the relationships they have shared with India in the recent past. I, I may so have made a
0: mistake. Where is the Indian Air Force base? Is this Turkmenistan or Tajikistan?
1: No, that is in uh, Uzbekistan.
0: No, I thought it's uh, one of I, those. Uh, one of, either Tajikistan or I may have made a mistake, but basically this no, is no, about there's, there's
1: one, No, there are two bases actually. One, the Aini or Parkour base as it's called, that's in uh, Tajikistan. Ha, huh, so, so I, what I meant to say was Tajikistan,
0: well. not Turkmenistan, but yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, Tajikistan uh, is the uh, old Soviet base that was passed over to India. Mm. It's a military uh, hospital that India built during the uh, post-Soviet uh,
0: uh, mm. evacuation. Mm. And uh, it's now called the Parkour and that's a very
1: prominent base. Mm. We don't still have the fighter capability but it still allows you to refuel and uh, uh, do absolutely, whatever
0: you can. ah, absolutely. So no, certainly, certainly, that's a that's a big thing, and um, it's a, th- that what happens now remains to be seen. But it's a great foreign policy outreach, and um, uh, you know, to segue into the other topic, Modi in Maldives also indulged in cricket diplomacy, where they said that India BCCI would help develop cricket in Maldives. This worked very well in Afghanistan and BCCI has done phenomenal work with the Afghan cricket team. So, and when I see them in the World Cup that's going on, you know, my heart, I'm so happy that the Afghanistan team, you know, from where it came, the cricket has brought the country together. But um, we have to talk a little bit about the World Cup, promote. So, did you see the India-Australia game this morning?
1: I did not, but I I was watching the scores until... uh... I think 5th wicket or 6th wicket fell and then I stopped.
0: India is truly and firmly in control. Uh, strong candidate to make it to the semi-final. Definite candidate for the final. And in my opinion, it will win the World Cup. But my opinion may be very biased. But one thing I wanted to point out, and we'll talk a little bit about the World Cup. Next week is India-Pakistan guys. So, unabashedly we are going to uh, 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 praise India. So, don't expect any unbiased analysis on that game. (laughs) But one thing was awesome. Steve Smith, uh, the Australian captain, ex-captain but he got involved in that sandpaper gate with the ball tampering and stuff. And he was being booed in the field. Now, Steve Smith has paid a price. He made a mistake. He had a one one year uh, ban. He paid a Fine, and then he came back. So Virat Kohli, the minute he saw people booing, he actually admonished them, told them to clap for a player, and came to Steve Smith and said, "I'm sorry on behalf of the fans who are booing you. Uh, you should not be doing that." Was tremendous sportsman spirit that happened today. So, well, uh, to be honest
1: with you, I was a little bit worried hmm. that other than uh, Virat Kohli, uh, the top tour of Rohit Sharma and uh, um, who is the other
0: opener? Um, shikhar Dhawan.
1: Shikhar mm. uh, our batting in the lower middle order looked a little bit weaker other than Dhoni. You know, Dhoni yeah. mm. obviously is uh, not in the best of the form, but, you know, the way Hardik Pandya, the way KL Rahul is coming off, uh, uh, you know, uh, the mm. second or third down, mm. it's
0: just... Uh, uh, it surprises me that we have such a deep No, Dhoni had, had a terrific IPL so Dhoni is in good touch so I think India is strong contenders we are going to discuss more about the World Cup as it as you know it just builds up and stuff so stay tuned for more But and I know this um, we are getting close to the end of the podcast um, and I know we want to talk, we, I initially had to talk, wanted to talk about the Twinkle Sharma case, but I'm going to take that up in the next podcast. I'm waiting for a few facts to emerge. And you know, the case, brutal case of a three-year-old girl being, being sexually assaulted and killed by two people, I think Zahid and Aslam, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, over a loan of like 10,000 rupees or something, it was just unbelievable i mean well, there uh,
1: is a there is an increased increased uh, state of violence that is emerging i don't know if the dots are getting connected
0: Personally, I don't think of, But the issue is, I think the issue um, the it is that there are people who are making differentiations. Like people have to be told that if you outrage over a Kathua uh, case, why do you have to wait to outrage over this? I will tell you. Know?
1: you I, will, I will tell you five instances right now. Hmm. The murder of the three karakartas, BJP karakartas, in uh, West Bengal was hmm. done by Muslims. Hmm. The murder of a doctor just because he did not treat or the patient did not find right. He was killed in Madhya Pradesh. That was by a Muslim. Twinkle Khanna was by a Muslim. Sharma. You you see a pattern in broad daylight in Hyderabad. A girl who married a Muslim girl who married a Hindu boy. The Hindu boy was butchered by the father and uh, his bra- her brother hmm. in broad daylight. I don't know how do you connect these uh, these, these things. And where is this outrage brigade that says India is not safe for uh, Muslims? Where? Where are they right now? No, there so is, yeah, uh, I,
0: there should not be any differentiation whether the differentiator, whether the victim is a Hindu or a Muslim, or where the perpetrator is a Hindu or a Muslim. The perpetrator needs to be seen as a perpetrator, and the victim has to be seen as a victim. But there is an issue when you outrage over one person, one girl's uh, killing, and not over the other, and that is the hypocrisy that. that needs to be exposed. Why it goes back to what Arif Muhammad Khan said to Karan Thapar in that interview,
1: where he said that this persecution complex has been inserted into the minds of Muslims since time immemorial, especially the past 70 75 years, by whoever it is. Mm. Okay, they always feel that their Islam or are, uh, their, their whole existence is under threat, mm. and they, they keep uh, getting that is the reason why. Why did Modi talk about it? Hmm. Because he said that very clearly that in the name of this pseudo secularism, many people have been misled away from mainstream. That is the reason why
0: Modi and his BJP, whatever the new ministry is in power right now, hmm. has to do whatever it takes now to expose these conspiracies. Absolutely. Now
1: I am only trying to see if there are any dots connected or not. Not, I don't know the fact. Hmm. But now with such a powerful home ministry, yeah, I, such power uh, concentrated... even. No, I think, LSA, probably, I I'll tell you my,
0: my perspective. I think there are stray incidents or something, but where I see the problem is outraging over one and not outraging over other, and rather than equal condemnation for all, you are you are looking at what is the identity of a perpetrator, identity of the victim, and only then condemning. See, that's the problem. Yeah. That is the problem. Yeah. This mandate
1: given to Modi is to make people realize who these conspirators are. Mm-hmm. Agar proof Modi ke paas hai, to Modi ko court of law
0: use karke arrest karna hi hai. He cannot say that I will pursue the
1: enemies uh, only externally. There are many enemies internally as well. Mm-hmm. So, now this mandate is bigger than ever before. This is like 1971 for Indira Gandhi. Absolutely.
0: what can you Everybody has their perspective on this mandate, what Pramod said is a perspective and we have to discuss it. We have to discuss it threadbare. But before we end, Pramod, your recommendation for this week.
1: I would recommend that people go and watch the Modi movie made by Vivek uh,
0: uh, Huh? PM Narendra Modi, that's the name of the movie, right?
1: PM Narendra Modi, the movie. Yeah. Because it gives a holistic viewpoint of what this man is all about mm-hmm. and the kind of journey he has undertaken to be the most successful politician in the democratic era or in the history of India. In 70, 70 years so far, you have not seen an undefeated politician. He entered politics. Became full-time chief minister in 2001. Hmm. It has been 18 years. He has been undefeated.
0: Absolutely. My my and recommendation.
1: Social 18
0: years. He, he has not lost an election. No, not just that. Three three state elections. pehle ek election, two Lok Sabha elections, and na jaane kitne aur kitne aur state So that's that that all uh, that all says it. My recommendation. I have two recommendations this time. One is what Pramod mentioned, the interview of Arif Mohammed Khan by Karan Thapar. Uh, it's a terrific interview about the misplaced minority secularism, all that stuff. And also another interview of Swapan Das Gupta that Karan Thapar has done, both you must watch. Uh, and the second recommendation I have this is a book review published on Mindmakers, but I would also recommend reading the book. It's called Blood Island by Deep Halder. It's on the, uh, and pardon my pronunciation, uh, Marich, Jal- Marich Jhapi massacre, basically. It's near Sundarbans, how. Uh, Lots of people, I mean, hundreds of people were massacred in the 70s um, after Bangladesh was created, how the communists looked the other way, and it's a very tragic story that has been lost in the histor- history of India. Please read this review on Mindmakers. Please read this book. Please let us know what your thoughts are, and let us know how we did on the podcast and what else you would like to hear. But um before we go, Pramod, from Pramod and I, uh, prayers are our, our prayers in solidarity with the family of Twinkle Sharma. I don't know what the parents of the three-year-old child are f- just going through. Uh, may 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 God give them peace and you know Om Shanti. Uh, and our prayers, basically for our family. And please, everybody, spare a minute, think about them, keep them in their thoughts. On that somber note, this is Adithan promote signing off for the week. Thank you so much for joining today, Pramod. And we will be back next week with more. Thank you.